It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Morning, everyone. Welcome along. Tradies News in a nutshell. Start of a brand new week for us, even though it is Tuesday morning, the 16th of January, 2024. Isn't the year flying by? Daniel Pettigrew back with you. Hope you're all well. Broadcasting through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SENQ 693 AM in Brisbane, and SEN 1620 on the Gold Coast. Phone number, as always, still the same. 1300 01 1170, our open line number. Call anytime you'll get straight on air or you can flick in a text anytime 0457 736 736 that's all before Trent Copeland and Jaleesa Apps taking you through the breakfast show this morning. Uh, Queensland listeners, you'll get the first hour of Trent and also Jaleesa. Then it'll be Ben Davis uh, from 6am local time for you. Big show, lots going on. Highlighted by the tennis last night. Big bash going on as well. Some rugby league news around as we inch closer to the start of the season, about what six and a half weeks away until those Vegas games. Speaking of Vegas, we are going to cross to America very shortly, as we do each and every Tuesday morning, and have a chat with Chris Perkins, get the latest out of America. John Gallo will be on the line in about half an hour. We will talk about the weekend of EPL. We'll also talk about the Socceroos. And also at Unite Round as well. Uh, the Breakfast Guys mentioned it yesterday. Uh, Trent and Jaleesa, not great crowds, were they, at Unite Round? So we'll get to all of that. But most importantly, and as always, want to hear from you, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy 1170 or 0457 736 736 is our text number. Now, uh, let's start with the tennis. Did you stay up and watch Alex Demonor last night? Uh, I watched the first set and a bit. He lost the first set in a tiebreaker. And Milos Raonic was giving him all sorts of trouble, wasn't he, uh, last night? Uh, and look, most people, I think, probably expected this to be a tricky match for Alex Dimonor last night. In the end, uh, and managed to catch up on the highlights, the rest of the highlights this morning. In the end, unfortunately, and sadly, Milos Raonic had to retire her in the third set, um, which is disappointing. Uh, Dimonor said post-match, not great to see him like this. He deserves to be healthy and playing incredible tennis that he has done for so many years. Hopefully, he is back in no time. Uh, he also went on to say, as you saw us chasing a serve for the better part of the match, guessing every now and again, ended up getting maybe a little bit unlucky to not win the first set, got a little bit tight at the end. Then he went on to win the second set, which was very important for Demonor. If he had lost that second set, you just never know if Rainish could have uh, kept pushing through. But in the end, Demonor through to the next round. What did you make of him last night? He lost the first set, as I said, but did uh, hit back um, and win the second set, uh, which was good to see. Um, played a lot of big games over the past few weeks in the United Cup. Um, and, of course, is our top-ranked Australian uh, into the top 10 in the world as well. So congratulations uh, to him. The final score there, 6-7, six, 6-3. Six, uh, and then he was leading Dimonor to love in the in the third set before Rainich retired. Hurt. So Alex Dimonor through to the second round where he will play uh, Matteo Onardi in the next round. Another tricky match, an up-and-coming Italian. You'd expect Dimonor to win. 
but you never know. Did you stay up and watch it last night? It only went for a couple of hours due to the injury. Are you convinced that Demon Orr can go deep into this year's Australian Open? It was always going to be a tricky match. He ended up winning that second set, was on top in the third set as well. Can he get to the second week? Can he cause some issues for some of the bigger name players in this tournament? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01170. And what did you make of the Australian Open starting on Sunday? Did it catch you out? We've mentioned it. We mentioned it heaps of times here, uh, right across, of course, the SEN network. And you can hear the Australian Open on the SEN network. But did it catch you out? Did you like it starting on a Sunday? One day extra of sport. I don't mind it at all. So Alex Demonor through. Uh, Aussies joining Demonor in the second round include Storm Hunter, Alexi Popran. I watched most of his match. It was quite impressive. Um, who, and he beat Mark Polmans. Alexi Popran will come up against Novak Djokovic. Going to be tricky. And Jordan Thompson almost th- uh, also through. Darius Seville, Rinky Hachikata, and James Duckworth uh, all went in their distance in their matches, went five sets, but unfortunately not through to the next round. Elsewhere, Naomi Osaka, and there was a lot of talk about Naomi Osaka returning to the Australian Open after a year out, having given birth, uh, was eliminated first round by in-form Caroline Garcia. So Naomi Osaka, a lot of talk, as I say, about the fact that uh, coming back, all eyes were on her, but in the end, uh, lost her match after Demonor's match, 6-4, 7-6 last night. So uh, bad news for Naomi Osaka there. Uh, Caroline Garcia getting the win there. Stan Wawrinka uh, out, as was Andy Murray, and I'll get back to him in just a second. Both eliminated there. Um, players have been complaining about the tournament allowing fans to move to and from their seats in between every game rather than just a change of ends, as it had always been previously. There has also been complaints, and there was a couple of texts on the breakfast show in Sydney yesterday about the behaviour of some of the crowd at the Australian Open, especially when the Australians are playing. You a fan of how some of the crowd, not all of the crowd, obviously, but some of the crowd react and support their Australian players? one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 0457 736 736. Yesterday broke the record for a first Monday attendance of 81,472. Previous record uh, was last year, uh, 77,944. Uh, t- uh, some matches coming up today. Iga Schwantek up against Sophia Kennan. Uh, we've got Carlos Alcaraz in action for the first time against Richard Gasquet. Uh, Grigor Dimitriov in action as well. Danielle Collins, of course. Uh, part of the Australian Open a couple of years ago and ended up losing to Ash Barty uh, in that final. Uh, she is up against Angelique Kerbis. That'll be a pretty tricky match for Danielle Collins. We've got some Australians as well. Olivia Kadecki in action. Uh, Tanasi Kokonakis uh, after 4 p.m. this afternoon. Alia Tomlamovic as well. Uh, Kim Beryl also in action, as is Max Purcell and James McCabe as first round action continues at the Australian Open. What have you made of it? Have you enjoyed watching it? What did you make of Alex Demonor last night? one 1170 or 0457 736 736. Do you get into the tennis? Uh, a lot of people I've spoken to over the past couple of days said that they enjoy it, but it's the second week that is always very exciting for them. And if an Australian in Demon or, or, or someone else that we haven't spoken about this morning could make it through, that would be fantastic. Your thoughts on Demon or your thoughts on it starting on a Sunday as well. 
0457 736 736, our text number, or 1300 1170. Now, uh, I mentioned Andy Murray. I was watching bits and pieces of his match uh, yesterday. And look, he, he lost in straight sets, unfortunately, uh, for Andy Murray. And he just looked, and I don't know if uh, anyone saw any of his match, but he, he just looked a bit off the pace. He's tried hard. He's always trying hard, uh, Andy Murray. And we know how good of a player he has been for many, many years, uh, Andy Murray. Of course, w- when you talk about Novak, Rafa, uh, Roger, Andy was there or thereabouts for a long time, just was unlucky probably to be in that era with those three and also definitely uh, one, although all of them have had various injuries, but he was probably unlucky uh, to pick up a lot of injuries. He has conceded after his loss yesterday that he may have played his final match at Melbourne Park after bowing out yesterday, as I said. Uh, he lost 4-6-2-6-2-6 in just under two and a half hours. Um, and he's had multiple hip surgeries, as I've said, Hasn't made it to the fourth round of any Grand Slam since 2017's Wimbledon campaign. Uh, His 2024 exit stood in dark contrast uh, to last year, which saw him prevail in two epic five-set matches. And I remember those matches. That was great atmosphere watching that uh, last year. He conceded um, that it could be his last and gave an extended goodbye to the crowd as he left Kia Arena. And he said, yeah, it's a definite possibility that will be the last time I play here. And I think probably because of how the match went and everything. Whilst you're playing playing the match, you're obviously trying to control your emotions, focus on the points and everything. When you're one point away from the end, you're like, I can't believe this is over so quickly and like this. Tough way to finish. Um, if it is his last time at the Australian Open, if he is going to retire this year, it's quite remarkable because I remember four, five years ago, maybe even longer, um, sitting, um, watching Andy Murray, having lost a match in the Australian Open. I have a feeling it was 2018 or 2019. Uh, I stand to be corrected, though. And they did a tribute to Andy Murray, basically saying that we all thought that it was going to be his last time here three, four, five years ago. Um, still, in 2024, despite losing, powering on. Um, quite quite an amazing achievement. Yes, he lost in the first round, but still to be playing after all the injuries he's had and after that farewell in the Australian Open a few years ago, to still be on court in 2024 is a remarkable achievement. Um, it got me thinking, great sporting fighters, great sporting warriors who just refuse to say die, those athletes, those teams that refuse to say die. So maybe they are underdogs, maybe... It is like Andy Murray carrying injury, but just refuse to retire or give up. Give me some of your great sporting warriors, your great sporting fighters, your great sporting underdogs this morning. one 1170 or 0457-736-736. Give me some athletes. And it doesn't have to be in this exact context, but give me some athletes that refuse to give up for whatever reason injury or they were down in a game by a long, long way and still managed to come back and win or maybe not even win, but compete teams as well, which teams were down and out, but managed to come back against adversity. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 11 70.
teams, athletes against adversity for whatever reason. Those players, those athletes, those teams that refuse to say die. one 1170 or 0457-736736. Some news around rugby league. We'll get to that in just a second. As I said, we'll talk football with John Gallo very, very shortly. Want to hear from you. Were you at Unite Round this weekend? Just gone. Um, you're one of the few, unfortunately. Your thoughts. What happened there? We'll talk to John about that as well. So want to hear from you. one 1170 Alex Demonor last night. Can you see him pushing into the second week? What did you make of him? And the great sporting athletes, the ones that just refuse to say die, would never give up. one 1170 You can throw some teams into that as well. Or 0457 736 736. And any questions for Chris Perkins in America? Because he's going to be on the line next. one 1170 0457 736 736. It's 13 past five in New South Wales, 13 past four in Queensland. 17 past five in New South Wales, 17 past four in Queensland. I'm going to have a chat with Chris Perkins in a second. 0457 736 736 is the text line, uh, open line 1300 A uh, bit of news at Rugby League. Cooper Johns, you may have seen this, has taken a step away from the NRL with the son of Rugby League great right at SEN zone, uh, Matty Johns, confirming he's swapping out the boots for a microphone and career in the media. Taking to Instagram on Monday afternoon, Johns wrote that he had decided to step away for a bit after four years in the NRL, having spent time at both Melbourne and Manly. He signed a one-year deal with the Eagles last year and played eight games, but he did not receive another contract, leaving his future in the sport up in the air. Uh, He's now working on another breakfast show. So there you go. Uh, Deciding to take some time away from his NRL career, Cooper Johns. Um, Great sporting athletes, the Warriors in sport. On the back of Andy Murray, yes, he lost last night, but he's been a fighter for many, many years. The great fighters, the great Warriors, the athletes that refuse to say die. one 1170 or 0457-736-736. Thoughts on Alex Demonor last night? You think he can get to the second round? Uh, he can get to the second round. Can he get to the second week? That's what I meant. Uh, can he make it to the second week? He's through to the second round. Can he make it into the second week and maybe upset some of those bigger names? Your thoughts on that? And any questions for this next man? Now on Tradies News, it's time to get the latest from the USA. We're going to talk football shortly as well. So if you were at Unite Round, I'd be happy to hear from you. We'll get John's thoughts on that in about 15 minutes. But before that, Chris Perkins on the line in America. Chris, good morning to you. Where do we find you this morning? You you find me up in uh, South Central Minnesota this morning, or this actually this afternoon for me. Uh, Mm. Current temperature, it is a warming trend. We have reached a balmy minus 21 Celsius. Now, see, I have told you in the past, and I always stand on this, uh, whatever it is, stage, whatever you want to call it, that I love the cold weather. Love it, love it, love it. Minus 21 is even a bit cold for me, I reckon. Let's see. I hope you have the heating on in the truck. Oh, yeah. The truck engine has, uh, I don't think it's been off the last two days mm. much. Uh, because yeah. my, my, my stand, the standard heater I use, 
when it gets this cold, it does not keep up. It does not keep the truck nearly as warm as I like it. Mm. So I've been running the main engine and burning the fuel that comes with it. So just so I can stay comfortable What's and, the... and get through this. Thankfully, I'm heading south. Yep. I'm heading to Oklahoma. It sh- I should begin to thaw out sometime tomorrow. Very good. Very good. Well, what's the uh, coldest you've ever been in, Chris? Man. Coldest weather. Probably, probably minus, about minus 30 Celsius. Ooh, okay. All right. I can I go. Think I think I've been in temperatures. I think I've been about, I think I've been in temperatures about 20, 22 below Fahrenheit mm-hmm. here. That's about as cold as I've gone. Yeah. But yeah, I hate winter. Uh, I really hate winter. I wish I was in Florida right now. Don't worry. Summer is on the way for you and winter is on the way for uh, us. Oh. Yeah, a couple more months to go. Uh, I think I've done minus 10. Yeah, that's probably the coldest. But anyway, uh, this has nothing to do with sport. I do know it is cold over there because I've seen some images from the weekend in the NFL. We've got a bonus match sort of of NFL coming up this uh, this morning, kicking off at 8.30 Sydney time, 7.30 in Queensland. Uh, where do you want to start, mate? Uh, let's start yesterday. Let's start with the shock of all. Well, okay. Shock, I don't think would be the right term for this because there, there are certainties in life. Mm. Death, taxes, mm. and the Dallas Cowboys choking in January. <laughs> Those are your three certainties in life. Mm. It happened again mm. yesterday afternoon at Jerry World in Arlington. Number two seed Dallas Cowboys. Mm. 12 and 5. They won the NFC East. They had it set up where they were going to play two home playoff games before they had to think about going out to San Francisco for the NFC Championship. It was the path was paved in gold, mm. and they fell on their faces yesterday. The Green Bay Packers, the number seven seed, made history as the first seven seed to win a playoff game by absolutely poleaxing the Dallas Cowboys. 48 to 32. Mm. That scoreline is not nearly as, that is not indicative of what type of game that was. Dallas was flattered by that scoreline because they got two garbage time touchdowns in the back half of the fourth quarter. Mm. Green Bay jumped out 27, they had jumped out to a 27 nothing lead. Uh, touchdown run by Aaron Jones on the first drive. Uh, first drive, 12 plays, 75 yards. Jordan Loveden, Jordan Loveden company just marched it down the field. Opened up the second quarter. Aaron Jones got his second, 14-0. Uh, Dontravian Wicks, 20-yard touchdown pass from Jordan Love. Made it 20 to nothing after the extra point missed. And then Darnell, uh, Darnell Savage, a 64-yard pick six. Made it 27 to nothing. And let me tell you, there are crip there are crips that were louder than Jerry World was at that moment when it got to twenty seven nothing. That place was quiet. Unless you're counting the cheering Green Bay fans who made the trip mm-hmm. down there. Uh, yeah. the, there's there are no there are no nice things to say about the Cowboys in that game. It they is... were awful. And there's plenty of blame to go around. Dak Prescott threw two interceptions. He threw for 403 yards, but a lot of that was garbage time stuff. Three, t- three touchdowns. Mm. Jordan Love in his playoff debut, outstanding. Mm. 16 to 21, 272 yards, three touchdowns in, in a dominating performance. And now the questions are starting to be asked very loudly 
does Mike McCarthy get sacked by the Dallas Cowboys? And uh, had... that's going to be a question I think gets answered real quick because mm. that was a miserable performance. And quite honestly, uh, Mike McCarthy, blow him out. Dan Quinn, the D coordinator, that defense couldn't stop anybody yep. yesterday mm. in and we, Dallas. And we it, had... it was brutal. And as we spoke on Friday, we had a few uh, coach sackings quite early on uh, for NFL. So we'll see what happens. It's funny, there's teams like Dallas in every sport that just struggle, don't they, uh, when the business end counts. It took a lot of teams in the NRL many, many years to get over that hoodoo. What else have you got for me, mate? Yeah, the the uh, Matt Stafford revenge tour. Well, it turned into the Jared Goff revenge tour. Mm. Uh, Detroit and uh, the L.A. Rams yesterday, those were the two quarterbacks who a few years ago were actually traded for each other. Jared Goff, former number one pick in L.A., made a Super Bowl and then got run out of town in favor of Matt Stafford. Trade worked out for the Rams. The Rams won a Super Bowl. Things are working out just fine up in Detroit. Jared Goff doing a fantastic job with an organization that looks so much different. The Lions win their first playoff game in 32 years, first home playoff game they had in Detroit in 30 years, and it's the first playoff game actually in the city of Detroit because they used to play in the suburbs in the Pontiac Silverdome, north of Detroit, first playoff game in the city limits of Detroit since 1957 yesterday. Lions beat the Rams 24-23. I got to give a shout-out, though, to Puka Nakua, the uh, wide re- rookie wide receiver for the L.A. Rams. My goodness, this kid's going to be an absolute star mm. in the NFL in, in the very near future. Uh, this stat line, in a loss, nine catches, 181 yards, and he had a touchdown yesterday for the for the Rams in a in a one-point loss. He He's the future. He is a future all pro, pro bowler, uh, maybe offensive player of the year at some point. That's how good this guy is going to be, this rookie wide receiver for the L.A. Rams. Uh, the Saturday games, real quick, I'll mention them. The, the ice bowl game in Kansas City, kickoff temperature minus 20 Celsius. Uh, the Dolphins froze. They, mm. they could not handle the warm. They could mm. not handle the cold weather. You know, dolphins, they, they like the warm water. They like <laughs> the warmth. They like the sunshine. Mm. Can't handle the ice box. 26-7, Kansas City won that game, so they move on. Uh, and then uh, Houston, back in the playoffs, first time in a few years with a rookie quarterback and a rookie head coach. Uh, as Noah Eagle said on the broadcast, Houston, you have no problem. 45-14 over the Browns uh, in, in the first playoff game. So we've had three blowouts yep. and a really good one last night, and now we've got two more yeah. today. What we are we expecting today, man? Afternoon, 4.30 U.S. Eastern Time, 8.30 a.m. Sydney Time. They've got the stadium clear. Well, the field <laughs> looks nice. They've mm. got all the snow off the field. Plenty of snow in the stands. I wouldn't be surprised to see a few snowballs flying. Uh, during the game this afternoon, we got Buffalo and Pittsburgh. Uh, whoever the winner of that game, we don't know who's playing who in the AFC yet. We won't know until this game is settled, mm. because if Pittsburgh wins, Pittsburgh will go to Baltimore next weekend, and Houston will play in Kansas City. Mm. If Buffalo wins, it'll be Buffalo hosting Kansas City, and then Houston makes the trip to Baltimore. So uh, uh, Buffalo, by the way, is a ten-point favorite. 
Uh, the Steelers are without T.J. Watt with a sprained knee. They're their star edge rusher. So getting pressure on Josh Allen is going to be even tougher than normal for the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, this afternoon. Uh, Gabe Davis also uh, ruled out with a PCL sprain for Buffalo, one of their wide receivers. And, and then tonight, the final game of Super Wild Card Weekend is the Philadelphia Eagles and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Eagles are a three-point favorite in this game. Uh, they have injury issues. Uh, uh, A.J. Brown listed as out from what I saw. Uh, also, uh, their quarterback, Jalen Hurts, has an injured middle finger on his throwing hand, which could have a major impact on his ability to actually throw the ball today. All right. Going to be very, very interesting indeed. So that's coming up in a few hours' time for us. I can also tell you, Chris, uh, that your two tips for the Australian Open that you gave to us exclusively on Thursday morning, they're both in action for the first time uh, today, throughout the day. Carlos Elkaros uh, later on tonight. Jessica Pagula before that. Uh, she is actually tonight as well. So... Uh, I think they'll both get through the first round. You're confident, although I tell you what, for Elkaray, so it's clearly going to probably win his match, but tricky one first up against Richard Gasquet. So not an easy first round match for your tip. And uh, Chris has left us. Chris has uh, just dropped off the line there. We'll get uh, Chris back in uh, just a second. 0457 736 736 or one Going to talk uh, football as well with John Gallo in just a second. We'll just see if we can get uh, Chris back on the line or not. We're doing it for the Makita XGT Experience Professional Cordless Power Without Limits. Also talking to you this morning, we might uh, just leave Chris there. We've had some issues uh, with his line. He must have just been driving through a bad spot there, but we'll catch up with him on uh, Thursday. We'll continue to look forward to his NRL, uh, trying to find him an NRL team. Uh, this week, we're looking at the Canberra Raiders. So we're going to need a lot of help there, whether they'll be a contender or not uh, for him. Thank you to Chris Perkins. We'll chat to him again on Thursday morning for the Makita XGT, the professional choice for gorgeous convenience, unmatched performance, innovation, and power without limits. And his two tips in action tonight in the Australian Open. Talking on the back of Andy Murray, he said uh, yesterday after his loss in straight sets that that might be his final Australian Open. Talking about the great uh, sporting warriors, the sporting fighters, the sporting athletes, the sporting teams that just would never say die for whatever reason. This is a really good text on the text line from Darren saying, hi, Dan, South's motto during our two years out was never say die. Darren from Ingleburn. And wasn't that, thank you, Darren, wasn't that a remarkable uh, time to be a rugby league fan? I'm not a Souths fan, but to see what 80, 90,000 people marching down the streets of Sydney, uh, all supporters for basically every club coming together to support South Sydney getting back into the competition. And Darren, you're right. In that sense, you have to say never say die because they were very close to um, leaving forever. South Sydney, at least in the top grade, managed to get back. And of course, as have won one premiership since then in 2014, but usually competitive and 
And we'll talk more about this next month in the lead-up to the NRL season, Darren. I think a very intriguing year for your South Sydney Rabbitohs this year after a disappointing end to 2023. Great text. Keep them coming in. The sporting athletes, the sporting teams that, for whatever reason, refused to say die. 0457 736 736. Open line is 1300 1170. More of your texts. And John Gallo talking football up next. Yeah, good to have you company. It is Tuesday morning, the 16th of January. Trent Coatland, Jaleesa Apps, not too far away for breakfast. Uh, big bash last night. The Hurricanes over the Stars. Hurricanes winning by seven runs. Uh, Matthew Wade uh, doing well uh, with the bat there. But uh, the Hurricanes getting the win by seven uh, runs. That was last night. Uh, we have another match coming up, of course, tonight. That will be between the Perth Scorchers and the Sydney Sixers. The Sydney Thunder in action tomorrow against the Melbourne Renegades. We're going to have a chat with John Gallo in just a second about football. Uh, we'll talk Socceroos. We'll talk EPL. We'll talk your night round in just a second. But for that on the text, 0457-736-736. Talking about on the back of Andy Murray. He said that may well be his last match at the Australian Open uh, yesterday. The great sporting fighters, the athletes, the teams that refuse to say die, that would just never give up. This from the Oval Treeman. and says, hi, Dan. One of the more inspiring stories in Australian sport is that of Lane Beachley, uh, who battled chronic fatigue syndrome and depression for nearly all of her surfing career. However, despite that adversity, still won seven world championships. Great text, Yeovil Treeman, uh, and very, very good athlete. Obviously, very good. Uh, so, for, thank you for that, Yeovil Treeman. Keep them coming in, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Now on Tradies News, it's time for the latest in football. Let's have a chat with John Gallo. Any questions for John over the course of the next 10 minutes? 0457 736 736. John Gallo, good morning to you. Good morning to you, Dan. Yes, uh, brought to you by a very windy Newcastle, mate, balcony. But uh, mm. very much looking forward to spending the next five seconds with you, mate, as always. <laughs> it, is a, it is a great five-second segment as well. No, plenty of time Absolutely. today uh, to get through everything. Look, let's start with the positive. Let's go to the Asian Cup firstly. Australia 2 over India nil. I have to say, from what I did see of the match, though, Australia not getting any goals until the second half. It was one of those games, wasn't it, John, that uh, you thought Australia would probably do better. Uh, it was a bit of a stumbling win, but they managed to get there. And in the end, 2 nil over India back on Saturday night. Yes, mate, exactly right. I think you wrapped it up perfectly. I think the first half was a little bit of a dull affair, if I'm honest, from the Socceroos. I've seen them put in a, a better shift in the first half than what I saw them against India. But maybe you can forgive them a little bit because the first game, first hit out of the tournament, maybe a little bit sluggish in the legs. Um, but, yeah, in the end, the likes of Mick Duke and, and Jackson Irvine, Beach and, and the like got the job done. That experience took its toll against the India side and the waves of attack that started coming in that second half was a bit too much for the Indian defence to handle. So well done to the Socceroos. 2-0, convincing victory in the end. 
But a, a game of two halves, really, when you analyse it, I think the first half was a very sluggish one, as I said. But the second half, uh, Australia got into gear and got the job done in the end. So a good campaign, good way to start the uh, the group stage. And they'll be confident heading into the next game against Syria. Yes, which is Thursday night at 10.30pm. So when we chat on Friday morning, I know... Uh, you'll be up late or at least managed to catch some of the highlights before we chat on Friday morning about uh, that match. You would expect Australia to win that one? Oh, yes, I do. I think uh, you look at the amount of chances and possession that Uzbekistan had, which uh, which played Syria in the first game, that ended up being a draw uh, against Uzbekistan and Syria. I think the amount of chances that Uzbekistan had, I think if Australia has similar chances, I think they'll put this game to bed. 3 or 4 nil is my tip to the Socceroos. I want to talk to you about your night round um, over the weekend just gone. Now, we spoke about it last week, didn't we? And uh, if you're not familiar with it, if you're not 100% what your night round is, it is uh, basically the A-Legs version of Magic Round or Gather Round in the AFL. Um, I thought that it wasn't that Great in terms of crowds. 11-odd thousand at Arlington Stadium, 7-odd thousand at Combat Stadium. Um, there's talk now whether it was a success, whether it will happen next year, whether it wasn't a success. What did you think, John? Because I have to say in the lead-up to it, you did not hear that much about it. Um, and I think it probably goes to show where the A-League is in terms of popularity because I don't think football as a sport is struggling in this country at all. You're back on the back of the Matildas, the Socceroos in the World Cup, now the Socceroos in the Asian Cup, EPL is popular, but the A-League is just lacking something at the moment. It is, yeah, absolutely. It really is. And uh, you'd, have, you'd have thought there would have been a lot more out there. I think that's the general consensus from what I'm reading and hearing out there in the in the football fraternity, Dan, is that, yeah, I think with, what, 47,000, just over 47,000 people yeah. attending over the Unite Round weekend, yep. I think that the general consensus is, look, it, it, it was okay, but it could have been better. Uh, it's a bit of a work in progress, um, just like uh, myself, Dan. I'm a bit of a work in progress. <laughs> And so, uh, yes, look, I think that's the general consensus is that it was good, wasn't great. I think that the, the, the A-League didn't probably help itself in overhyping, you know, the amount of people that would attend. A lot of the you know, A-League executives were obviously building it up and saying, oh, there's going to be plenty of people out there. There'll be a lot of crowd attendances. There's a lot of momentum built with the A-League and the Socceroos and the Matildas. So there was an expectation that there would be a lot of people in attendance over the weekend, and that just didn't really seem to be the case. So, yeah, it was a disappointing one, um, I think, overall. But there's something there to build on for next year, hopefully. Will we continue the theme going into next year? I think they will. Um, but, yeah, I think it needs to show a bit more better numbers from a uh, TV viewership standpoint and also from a crowd attendance perspective as well. Yeah, um, and I, I do wonder whether the NRL would have looked at I mean, it's very hard to compare because the NRL Rugby League is a more popular, vastly more popular sport than the A-League in Sydney, not obviously around the world, but in Sydney it does attract generally more crowds and obviously the TV ratings a lot higher. Uh, I do wonder, there's always talk about a magic round in Sydney if they would look at that and thought, mm, maybe not. But again, I, I don't think from an NRL point of view, even AFL point of view, I don't think you can compare, John. 
No, no, Dan, no. I'm about to say, I don't think you can no, compare. No, I don't think so. You can't so. compare the pair, Dan, as that no. ad goes. You know, one yes. goes up the escalator, the other one goes down. Mm. I think the NRL going up the escalator <laughs> and the A-League going down the escalator. You yes. Can't, can't, can't compare the pair, Dan. It's, uh, it's too much of a difference. Uh, and that's unfortunate because I think, you know, Australian football, the participation rate throughout junior football, both men's and, and women, is, is very, very high. One of the highest, if not the highest, in, in all football mm. codes. Uh, so to see the numbers that came out against the night round over the weekend last weekend, it was it was a tad disappointing, I have to say. Yeah, and that will be interesting when it comes to Magic Round. Of course, I'll be there, John, uh, because it is Brisbane's last uh, one in this contract. We'll see if that gets renewed. It will be very, very interesting. I, do, I will tell you one yes. thing, though, John. All those people at Allianz Stadium the other night, uh, they've got one thing on you. Uh, they've been to the new Allianz Stadium. So we're just marking down the calendar of how many events John Gallo <laughs> Absolutely. has not seen the new Allianz Stadium, so that would be uh, yeah. 128. Still not seen it. No. And not seen many pubs either, Dan. No. I, need to, I need to venture out, yes. and you need to be a tour guide for me to show me the parts of Sydney. What have I missed in the last 18 months since I've been away from Sydney? I get it's not much. But I think uh, <laughs> there could be some parts I would have missed, absolutely. I, I feel, uh, I just have a feeling that your next three weeks are going to be very enlightening uh, for you. I have no idea why. I, something's just uh, yeah. telling me this. Uh, anyway, let's go through the EPL games. We've got four minutes to get through of these, so let's do this. Burnley and Luton Town won all. Yes, what a what a cracker of a game this was. It was ended up being a draw in the end. Uh, Burnley were just still more slightly disappointed. They held on one nil right throughout, and then on the 90 something minute, in extra time, or sorry, not extra time, injury time, I should say, uh, the uh, the Luton grabbed the equaliser and walked out with a draw in the end. So Burnley will feel like that slipped through their hands. That was really a grand final for Burnley to to stay up into the Premier League. A draw won't set them back too much, you would imagine, but it is still disappointing given how long they were leading the game for. So a dull draw in the end, I think probably is more in favour of Luton than Burnley, to be honest. Chelsea won, not convincing, but 1-0 victors over Fulham. Yeah, it wasn't convincing. Uh, you're absolutely right about that. But after the FA Cup loss against Middlesbrough, there was some positivity in this game for the Chelsea fans. 1-0 against Fulham in a London derby. Uh, they'll be very pleased about that. Chelsea, Fulham in a bit of a rut at the moment. A little bit inconsistent. That's kind of been the theme all year for Fulham fans, unfortunately. Uh, but well done to Chelsea. A good victory. And hopefully from there, they can build a little bit of confidence going forward this season. Uh, interesting game between Man City and Newcastle. It was two and flow, uh, flow a bit, but in the end, Man City getting the win and a big name coming back as well. Yeah, Kevin De Bruyne. Mm. He was absolutely the difference. I mean, uh, Newcastle United led 2-1 at that stage right up until in around that 70th minute, Dan, and mm. then Kevin De Bruyne came on the field, scored an absolute screamer from outside the 18 yard box and then set up a beautiful ball to young Oscar Bob uh, to uh, put it around the keeper and dash all the hopes and dreams of, uh, of the Geordie fans around the world. It was, a, it was a sad end to Newcastle. They put up such a good fight. They've gone through a bit of an injury crisis themselves. Uh, and since this loss, uh, Eddie Howe's been on a, on a bit of a, a losing streak before this uh, game as well. I didn't expect Newcastle to be as competitive with the amount of injuries they did have. But to lead 2-1 up until the 74th minute, uh, shows how good of a fight they put up against Man City. Uh, and they'll be disappointed they didn't get any three points or any points at all, Newcastle. Uh, so Eddie Howe's got a lot of pressure on him at the moment, a lot of talk going around that Newcastle potentially at the end of the season could be looking at Eddie Howe as being sacked come into season, which, uh, yeah, would be a bit of a disappointment for Newcastle fans. To and fro was the uh, expression I wanted, not to and flow. Uh, Everton and Aston Villa, nil all. Uh, interesting result. 
Yeah, interesting result, Dan. Uh, yeah, I mean, Everton, uh, this is a, probably more in favour of them, to be honest. Uh, I think they came in a bit of an inconsistent form. Three losses on the trot coming into this game. Villa, on the other hand, were high-flying. Villa, the top four, they've had an amazing season already under Unai Emery, who I think is probably manager of the year already when you look at what he's done with his Villa side uh, and what he did with them last season as well when he took over. Uh, but yeah, a draw is all she wrote at Goodison Park. I think it was a very rowdy Goodison Park. I think the fans really got behind Everton, which was great to see. In the end, a point. I think they feel like they got walked out with a win. Evertonian fans, whereas Villa would feel like all three points dropped in this one. And Man United and Tottenham yesterday. You heard it here on SEN this time yesterday. Two all draw. Another really interesting match. Yeah, great game. I think for Spurs fans, they'll be fairly pleased with this because no Saar, no Basuma in the midfield. Both those players have gone away for the African Cup of Nations. Son is away at the Asian Cup with South Korea as well. So three key players missing in the starting 11 for Spurs, as well as all the different injuries that they've had to deal with this season. It's not been an easy season for Spurs, and, and Andrew certainly alluded to that post uh, the uh, the game interviews. And he did say he was very proud of his side's effort to all on two occasions coming back from uh, being a goal down. They conceded early in the first two minutes, got back to one all, then 2-1, and then 2 all eventually Spurs scoring the last goal of the game. I think they'll be very happy Spurs. Man United feel like they've been a little bit disappointed this season. I think this has been the, uh, the name of their old season has been inconsistency, and I think this kind of reflects it as well. So uh, a long way to go still for Man United if they want to compete in the top four this year. Uh, yes, exactly. It'll be interesting to see what happens with uh, Manchester United. The pressure on their manager still there, but that two-all draw at least relieves a bit of the pressure. Now, shortened round, as we mentioned last week of the EPL, uh, there'll be the other round, part of the round comes up this weekend, which we will talk to you about on Friday where we will review the Socceroos. We'll preview a uh, big weekend of the EPL. John, great stuff. It's only Tuesday, but I do hope you enjoy the rest of your week and uh, I look forward to talking you, to you mate. on Friday. Friday. Absolutely, mate. And like the Unite round itself, I'm so excited. I've got a lot of momentum coming into this week, mate. So hopefully it uh, it continues. Uh, and uh, I'll be looking forward to seeing you soon, Dan. Yes, me too. Thank you, John. We'll chat Friday morning. See you, mate. Uh, Bye-bye. John Yellow on the line talking all things football. Yeah, very hard to compare Magic Round and Unite round. But... Uh, it would be interesting. Uh, it might be something we talk about tomorrow uh, morning with Matty Cox, uh, host of Tradies News in Melbourne, about the fact that Gather Round is potentially going to be on the move in the next couple of years. I wonder if Magic Round will. That might be a topic for tomorrow morning on this show. 0457 736 736, our text number. You can call the open line, one 1170 More text to finish things off in just a sec. And then it'll be breakfast with Trent Coatland and Jaleesa Apps. Text from Trev on the text line 0457 736 736. says, good morning, Dan. Just wanted to give a congratulations to Storm Hunter for progressing to the second round for the first time at the Australian Open. Uh, she played well yesterday and hopefully can keep on going. Thank you, Trev. Yeah, we want as many of the Australians. Of course, a lot of eyes on Alex Demonor, and quite rightly so, being our top-ranked Australian. But uh, we want as many Australians as we can get going through to uh, the next round, second round, third round, and deeper into the Australian Open. Uh, stack of Aussies in action today. Tanasi Kokonakis, probably the headline act after 4 p.m. Uh, today. But plenty of Australians in action. You'll hear all of the tennis on SEN and 
and of course Brett Phillips on the various shows right throughout the day to bring you up to speed with everything that has happened and what is going to happen at the Australian Open. Thank you for your company today. Tomorrow on this show we'll cross down to Melbourne and talk to host of Trading News in Melbourne, Matty Cox, about all the big issues in sport over the past week. Breakfast coming up with Trent Copeland and Jaleesa Apps. Have a wonderful Tuesday. I'll see you tomorrow morning for the Wednesday show.